Thanks for tuning in to the Realtor Moms podcast. We are Tasha and Jamie, full-time realtors in the FM and surrounding areas and admittedly average moms. This is how we sell homes and try to keep our kids alive. On today's episode of the Realtor Moms podcast, we are talking about negotiations 101. Oh yes, here we go. <laughs> like the most, probably the most popular thing, at least that, that buyers potentially and sellers um, consider us to be very useful for, right? Yes. Like, they don't want to... Uh, they they want someone... They want us to come in and help advise them right. on the steps they need to take to get the best deal possible. Totally. On, you know, yes. on Thank the buy you. side, sales side, but at the end of the <laughs> Those day... Those are the words I couldn't get out of my mouth this yes. morning. <laughs> you so, know... And, and sometimes we don't know. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of times we don't know. We we're don't know where the seller's at, like if we're yeah, helping or the buyers, depending on who we're working with. Yeah. But so when, I, when I'm helping buyers, I kind of look at it and I say, okay, I can have some ideas of where this could mm-hmm. end up, but we really need to see if they accept or where their counter is to right. give me an idea of where we need to go and the steps we need to take right. to get you where you want to be. And we have been obviously selling real estate for many years, uh, quite a few years between yes. the two of us. <laughs> and um, so we've got sort of the, the the trends behind us. We know what's been happening in the world of negotiations. We know what's been trending for buyer concessions or seller concessions, pricing, um, percentage of sale price to list price, mm-hmm. all those kinds of things, which is where we can step in and, and help out on both sides. Well, so. I know you and I, what we both do mm-hmm. when we're trying to help advise our clients, you know, and I'm taking this from the buy side right now. Sure. When I have a buyer and I'm looking at, let's say there's a house they're interested in, interested in, and they say, yeah. Tasha, let's write. Right. Okay. Okay. What what I'm going to be looking at is the days on market. Mm-hmm. The more days on market means more negotiation power generally for when you bring an offer. Right. Because you start to assume that the seller is getting a little more willing to, to sell. A, to l- sell. a little more pressure on that seller to sell. A little more willingness to, to negotiate and come down. Correct. Price. Correct. Um, I'm looking at the property condition. Mm-hmm. Um, if it there, if it's an immaculate condition, there's less, you know, less room for negotiations because there's no work that needs to be done. But right. let's say it needs new carpet, or if the paint mm-hmm. is dinged up, um, you know, if those those things come at a cost. And so I'm looking at those the property to con- condition and really kind of advising my clients on the best way to move forward with their offer. Totally. And that's not to say that a seller didn't take that into consideration when they listed the home because you know yeah. some yeah. sometimes some they absolutely they do. do and other times maybe we feel like they they really they don't didn't they didn't notice and this is again why go through some of our other podcasts because <laughs> we will t- we have said i feel like a few times before um if you spend you know a thousand dollars updating or or maybe not updating but just cleaning things up and touch up painting and putting on that missing piece of trim, those little things that might cost you pennies on the dollar compared to what a buyer is going to discount off your asking price if they feel like they have to do it themselves. So big big negotiating point is uh, having your house in as good of condition as you can reasonably, you know, Per- perfect just how I would have said it thank you Jamie <laughs> sure yes so. um the other thing that I know that I'm looking for is how many price drops have sure. that has that house had if they've had none and it's been on the market for a long mm-hmm. period of time okay what's the reasoning why price drops aren't being done right. you know we're trying to history? kind of what are, we're trying to anticipate what this you know what's mm-hmm. going through the seller's mind what's going through the listing agent's mind where yep. where we can go with this we're looking for trends maybe every yes. 30 days they're dropping 
$10,000. Okay, well, are we five days after a $10,000 price drop? There might not be a whole lot of eagerness to wiggle again on price. But if it's, right but if it's 29 days since the last price drop, and they've done it three times before, right around that mark, you know, that might mean that we recommend to a buyer to give it a few days or to come ahead and do it before that price drops so that you're not potentially um, competing. Ending, yeah, ending up in a multiple offer scenario. Right. right. So How many times have we seen oh multiple man, offers I know where you're after going with price this. drops? Yes. <laughs> right? right? It's a like, house that's been on the market for like a half a year and then you think you're the only fish in that sea and you write the offer and find out. It's multiple offers because they just hit a price drop. Right. Right. <laughs> no, it, it, does, it does happen. The other thing I'm looking at is competition. Yeah, you know, you bet. what what is the competition doing? Mm-hmm. Where are they at? Um, what are where is their price at? What is their property condition look like? Yep. Really, the competition is really going to dictate some of the advice I give, and I know the advice you you'd give. Mm-hmm. So, or like you mentioned too, you look at comps and try to see what kind of concessions the sellers made. Mm-hmm. And by concessions, we mean seller paid closing costs. Right, right. Or maybe they put some money towards specials, or maybe they, you know, replaced all the carpet before closing, or something like that. We call those seller concessions. A new so. roof, new windows, yeah. something of high value. And those can be a negoti- negotiating point for a buyer, too. Like, hey, we know that this house is really similar to house B over here, and here's what that sale looked like and no two houses are identical but we can sometimes use that to our advantage but so can a seller use that to their advantage Say, I as just well. put on a new roof or right. I just um, right you know I did a new roof mm-hmm. I put in new carpet or new mm-hmm. flooring you know they can use that to their yes. advantage so in negotiations it's as well. important to look at all those comparables as best we can to see what would be the most reasonable place to start or or to respond to in a negotiation Yes. How about the kinds of negotiations that we end up in? <laughs> right? Like every, uh, and again, we're kind of coming at this from a buyer's standpoint, but it really applies on both edges, yes, right? Yes. Or both sides. Like buyers or sellers, you've got the, like you've got the coming as low as you, you can. can. And see what they're willing to right. do. <laughs> see what they're willing to do. And none of these styles are wrong. And, and we may tease a little bit about, you know, oh, a low ball offer, but there is no wrong way to negotiate. It's it's the way that you're comfortable with. But these are just some of the things that we see. <laughs> like $30,000 off a $150,000 house. Right, right. That's, you know, that's 20-some percent or right? so. I mean, I'm not doing very good fast math here. But you get the, the picture. Like, um, we can also look up what's been trending for certain neighborhoods. Yeah. Neighborhoods, yes. For percentage of list price which is what the house is offered for for sale versus per, for how much how close to that list price it actually sold for 98 95 a lot of Fargo I, Moorhead is really really high which is a testament to sellers pricing their homes correct at, yes correctly correct price points so the buyers are recognizing that too there are some other markets not that far away lakes country mm-hmm. has a little bit bigger separation between listing price and selling price historically not always the case but uh yeah. What's interesting, I just did one and I my, my jaw dropped to the ground because mm. I was shocked. I haven't even told you about this. <laughs> I know. was doing a, a market evaluation and running numbers on a condo. Yeah. And I was shocked because that ratio was at 96%, which is not common for sure. this area. Yeah. And so I was like, I, I just I was shocked. It was something that I was not anticipating. And there you go. The numbers mm-hmm. the numbers don't lie. So. Right. Right. And people like to use the historical facts to be prepared to make an offer or to negotiate Correct. with a buyer. So, yeah. So we've got the people that come in super low. I feel like their their thinking is two different things. 
sometimes you've got the super low offer offerers and um they are the take it or leave it like okay house this is, is listed for 150 we're offering 100 take it or leave it and that's really what they mean they're like just looking for a deal maybe they're investing maybe they're just they're they're buying their personal residence but they also want to try to see if they can get a lot of equity right off the bat yes it's not wrong it's just not always met with the highest degree of favor from the sellers right <laughs> not oh, very yes yeah, nothing, very much so <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with doing that but sometimes that can actually hurt you in the long run yes sometimes coming in with a super low offer it, um, gets met with a seller responding with a very very teeny tiny price drop in their counter offer and they're not willing to and drop that up, low. Yeah, you end up starting off on a on a bad foot. So if sometimes that happens too. You you take <laughs> the risk of offending the seller, and they're not willing mm-hmm. to negotiate a better deal with you. Where mm-hmm. maybe if you start off at a better, yes. you know, better offer, right, a little more we would reasonable, call it reasonable, right? Then they're more willing to work with you. And I want to say too, from the seller's standpoint, um, and Tasha just touched on it. Like, <laughs> try not to get offended by a low offer. Sellers always take these offers very, very personally, and what they're not listening to or what they're not anticipating is no matter what house this particular buyer was probably going to make an offer on, they're going to use a strategy. They were going to use this strategy. It is not a reflection of your property. So it, it, as much as you can, and I know, like, it'll totally happen to me one day and I'll totally take it personal, but just do what you can to not take it personal. It's I mean, just a strategy. When we see yeah. many times, they say, oh, well, they're not willing to go that low. Okay. And, and mm-hmm. sometimes they'll say, okay, we're, we're ready to move forward. We, now we know what they're willing right. to do. Right. Sometimes they just have to try. Right. How and often do you get the buyers who are like, well, we just want to try. Uh, yes. <laughs> but <laughs> that when, totally happens. But when we look at this too, that's kind of the second, the second piece to this. Because you mm-hmm. had mentioned the people that are take it or leave it. Yep. But that's what they want to see how far the, you know, the, seller is willing to go right that's the second piece to that though mm-hmm. that's the people we see one of two that's what we see right so um and then the, how about the 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 anticipatory style of negotiating right <laughs> the the people who are kind of sitting down and they're thinking well if i'm going to start here and then the seller's going to respond this way and then i'm going to respond this, this way, way and then yes. we're going to meet at this point somewhere in and, the middle right so um and, and there's nothing wrong with that either that we i think that's probably as realtors What's what going on in our heads? That's like, what's okay, going on in mine. Right here, and then they're going to go there. <laughs> I I Again, give the advice. Not wrong. The advice I totally give yeah. is saying, okay, have a starting point, but have a stopping point that you're not willing to sure. go past. And it's just kind of my way of helping my clients kind of understand. Okay, we're going to have some back and forth. Don't mm-hmm. be surprised that you get a counter offer. Let's we're gonna we're kind of going to be in a dance right now, back right. and forth and back and forth until we can you know find a way to. Meet in the middle mm-hmm. or find a way to agree on a price. Right. So. And I feel like we, you know, always assuming that you can meet exactly in the middle. And I know that's not what that's you're saying. That's not what I was saying. Always but. assuming that you can meet in the middle isn't always the best scenario. Not the best scenario, <laughs> but it, it find a way to find a price that both sides can yeah. agree upon. Yep. That's what I mean oh, totally. by that. And I like what you said about um, having your stopping point. Yeah. Because sometimes it can feel like when you are negotiating back and forth and back and forth, oh, it's just one thousand more dollars or I mean, one thousand is, is really not enough to, to necessarily change your mind, but maybe it's maybe you're you're going up by five or ten or twenty thousand dollars at a time. If you've got that stopping point set from the beginning, 
then when you get there or if you're tempted to exceed that, you can really feel comfortable in saying, you know what, I remember that when I started off with this house, this is where I was gonna stop. I decided that I was not going to pay any more than that. And then you can kind of reground yourself and realize, okay, is this is this is, something where I need to reevaluate that stopping point? Or did I really mean what I said when I said, this is where I'm gonna stop? Correct. So, but then on the flip side, here I go, like being totally contradictory. Try not to lose a deal over a thousand bucks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> really, at the end of the day, you know, right. it won't change your monthly payment. It won't change your right. down payment. It won't change those costs mm-hmm. by a large amount. Mm-hmm. Keep it. I guess it's just the whole point of this is keep it all in perspective. If four bucks a month is going to make you know all the difference, which I'm, I'm being facetious here, I'm guessing that that's not <laughs> going to make the difference. If you're happy with the house for a thousand dollars. However, on the flip side, if you feel like you've negotiated back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, if now you've gotten into an area where you're no longer comfortable, that's where you stop. You Correct. Know? Or you, you lean back on what was that number that I initially anticipated I would not pay more than that for, and, and you stick there. So, yeah, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I hope that you're understanding what we're trying to get across. Well, <laughs> lots of different styles. There's lots of different styles. Mm-hmm. And, and, and no wrong way, and try not to take it personal. That's the biggest thing. People have different styles and and mm-hmm. people just have different styles yeah. and it just kind of understanding that going in. Yep. And sometimes leaning on your realtor to help you kind of put things in perspective can be really, really helpful. Plus the additional data that, that the, the general population just doesn't have available to them about comparable and historical sales and the history of the listing or um, you know of the property you're interested in. We're here we to provide can, that information. Yes, and exactly. we can kind of help you figure out, is this the right deal for me? Awesome. Thanks for tuning in. We would love to be your realtor, so reach out. Replay or hear more episodes at realtormomspodcast.com or check us out on iTunes. We post funny stories and more information on Facebook and Instagram too, so check us out there as well. This podcast is produced by Tasha Barrett and Jamie R. Swenson of Park Company Realtors, Fargo, North Dakota, 701-237-5031.